My name is Cameron Terry. I'm the executive director of Avena Originals. I've been involved with Avena for over 15 years. I'm considered a holistic nutritional educator. I got involved because my mother was diagnosed with lupus 18 years ago, and we use this knowledge and this type of product to save her life and bring her back to a vibrant health. It's been a very passionate and very near-to-my-heart subject, and that's why I've been spending that time since that point really trying to educate, bring awareness and draw awareness to this issue. So last month, we talked about what's wrong with digestion and nutrition. And what I did is I stepped you through kind of what proper digestion looks like. And then unfortunately, what 99.9% of us are experiencing today in North America and the realities of what digestion looks like. The big problem with this type of approach, I guess, or what we're experiencing today, the digestion, if it's not happening properly, which is the sad reality of what most of us experience, it leads to much bigger problems than just indigestion. Not digesting your food creates the starting of what we consider bowel toxemia, and that I would consider the cause of every single disease out there. And I'd just like to take a moment and really dive into that idea, I guess, a little bit more. When we're looking at bowel toxemia, it's starting from foods that we didn't get proper digestion of, entering into your small intestinal tract, starting to ferment, rancidify, and putrefy based on the bad bacteria that are in there, and that create these harmful toxins that get nicknamed bowel toxemia. And that's the easiest overview of kind of what we're going to be talking about tonight. I'll be going into more detail about that, as well as some really practical ways of what can you do diet and lifestyle ways, supplementary wise, traditionally wise as far as you know, exercise, movement, and thought patterns that can all help you deal with this problem. As I don't think there's anybody on this call or that I've ever met that gets to completely avoid or escape the concerns around bolotoxemia. Most of us are going to experience it and have to deal with it. How we deal with it is really the, the decision factor of whether we have thriving health or if we suffer from the health that cause it. Let's take a moment and kind of dive into that idea. If we take one single amino acid, and for those that don't know what amino acid is, it's a building block of protein. I think it's universally understood that protein is an incredibly important nutrient. As far as the nutrients that we take into our body, I'd put oxygen number one, water number two, and proteins number three. These proteins are chains of peptides, and peptides are chains of amino acids. Your body cannot absorb or care really about a full protein. If it cannot break that protein down into the individual amino acids, is pretty much useless to the human body. Now, the problem is, if I were to ask each person on this call just to think to yourself, where do you get a significant source of protein that is raw? Most people that I ask that question to will start to struggle a little bit because when we think about protein, we think about fish, eggs, meat, chicken, pork, your most traditional forms. Most of us will always cook or heat that. The problem here is, Heating proteins damage those peptides. And if we do damage those peptides, they're no longer going to be available to our body. If they're not available to our body to be able to absorb and utilize to produce all the hormones and all the glucose and all the enzymes and conductive tissues and muscle mass, everything that runs our bodies, because every inch of your body, from your head to your toe, from your hair to your toenails, is a protein complex. Absolutely essential for every part, especially if you want to maintain your health or if you're trying to rebuild your body. If you can't absorb those amino acids, you'll suffer with what we call like a form of minor malnourishment, where your body's forced to seek out these amino acids from other parts of your body. And typically, they'll start stealing it from muscle mass or connective tissues. And that's a big reason why one person will age faster than the other person. 
as far as your physical appearance goes. If your body's stealing amino acids from your connective tissues and your collagen, you'll start to wrinkle, your skin will start to sag, and you'll lose that you know, firmness and elasticity in your skin, which a lot of us associate with youth and vibrance. So we definitely don't want to have that appearing. But if it's stealing from your muscle mass, you actually start losing strength. The number one place that you see the body start stealing these amino acids from is from your intestinal system. You've got over 30 feet of muscle tissue through your small and large intestinal system. If the body's stealing small amounts of amino acids from there, it could survive for quite a while before you really start to weaken that system down to the point where it's no longer functional. And there are a lot of people here in North America that are experiencing poor transit times and poor peristaltic action in their bowels because of this reason. And it all stems back to us eating too much cooked forms of protein. We've had a little bit of time here to think about what sources of raw protein are you ingesting? Because if you can't come up with adequate numbers or adequate sources that you're getting these raw forms of unbinded, unheated amino acids, you're definitely in the same position as a lot of us are in with bowel toxemia. You know, at the end of the call, I'm going to give you some really, you know, key and powerful things that you can do to increase the amount of raw amino acids available to you. You guys can go forward. If you ever ask that question again, you'll be prepared and you'll have answers to what you can do and what you are doing, hopefully, to combat this cooked protein issue. Let's Take that a step a little bit further. When we ingest these cooked proteins and we've binded these amino acids, and what it means by binded is we've kind of like melted them all into like one solid matter. Instead of this loose chain of amino acids, it's now this binded, glued together clump of amino acids. And you typically have one hour to digest, break down, and absorb amino acids from your proteins. And if it's all binded and glued together and melted, you're not going to get a very good absorption rate of those amino acids. Proteins already, even raw like muscle tissue from an animal, is very hard to digest. When you heat it and destroy the enzymes and bind the amino acids, you make it even much further difficult to digest. Hopefully what you guys are starting to see is how 99% of our diets are part contributors to causing this problem with this cooked animal flesh. And stop for a second and think of any other species on this planet that cooks its food. I'm not aware of a single one. The human race is the only one that's felt the need to damage its foods and proteins with heat. So if I don't absorb that amino acid and it starts getting into my intestinal system unabsorbed, what starts to happen is a reaction with the bad bacteria that's in your intestinal system. For example, tryptophan, which is an essential amino acid. When I say essential, I mean you have to absolutely get it from your diet because your body cannot produce it starts reacting with potrolytic bad bacteria like E. coli or H. pylori or we've got fungus in there as well as yeast. And this putrefaction byproduct of tryptophan turns into some very serious ugly toxicities, toxicity like cadavering. And it should concern you like it concerns me when you've got a toxin named after a dead body, which we call cadaver. Some of these other toxins that we're going to talk about is putrescine, indole, skatol, pyramine, histamine. And usually a lot of us are more familiar with histamine than any of those other words. As the rise of allergies is exponential in these last 10, 20 years. Almost everybody has an allergy of some sort. And if you don't, you know almost every one of your friends that do. Levels of histamine that we produce in our own intestinal systems is far greater than the amount of histamine that we're exposed to in our environment. 
But if we're toxidifying our entire body with histamine from these putrefication and rancidification and fermentation processes that are happening in our intestinal system, it's no wonder that our bodies can't handle very much histamine from their environment, whether that's hay fever or pollen or pet tender or you name it. They're all allergies caused by histamine from your environment. Your body's overloaded with histamine inside your system, and now you're having an allergic reaction where you have to either take an antihistamine or remove that allergen from your lifestyle because it's causing an overload of histamine on your body. Hopefully that makes sense for everybody, and if not, I'd encourage you to to go on Abina's website and read some of our articles about bowel toxemia because they'll go into more depth than what we have time for on this call tonight. And as this histamine levels and cadaverine and putrescine and indol and skatol and tyramine start building up inside your intestinal system, that toxicity levels are leaking back into your bloodstream. Your linings on your intestinal systems, like all tissues, are trying to keep balance. If you've got a heavy toxicity on one side and a low toxicity on the other, it'll balance out so it's even on each side. That toxicity that's now being introduced into your bloodstream is putting an enormous amount of stress on your organs, tissues, and glands. Your liver, for example, is your main detoxification organ, and it's trying really hard to keep up with the amount of toxicity that's coming from your food, from your environment, from your emotions, and from your intestinal system. There's not a liver that exists in today's world anymore that can keep up to 100% of that toxification. And so what's happening is many of these toxins are escaping the liver's detoxification process because it's overloaded. That toxicity is going to build up in a tissue, organ, and gland. And in each one of us, that organ, tissue, or gland is going to be in a different place or a different spot. The accumulation of that toxicity in that organ, tissue, or gland And it can't just stay in your bloodstream. Your bloodstream cannot hold toxicity. It's very specific on the pH range that it can carry. And so because of that, it'll have to dump it into an organ, tissue, or gland. If all that toxicity builds up in your pancreas, you're very likely to get pancreatitis. builds up in your lungs, you're very likely to get asthma or lung cancers or any of the diseases associated with the lungs. If it's in your skin, you're going to have redness and rashes and breakouts and detoxification there. Wherever it decides to put it is usually has factors of genetics and hereditary. That's usually where you see like families with breast cancers often have, you know, children that develop breast cancers later in their ages or diabetes runs in the family, autoimmune disorders. It's typically because the body has weak areas and it's going to use those weak areas as an advantage to store these toxicities. So as these toxicities are building up, uh, the number one thing that we're seeing today is cancer. And I don't think we have to look around very far. I just have to look back like 10 years ago when the the chances or the rates of cancer were 1 in 10, which had already doubled from 1 in 25 from the generation before me. And now today we're seeing 1 in 3. These are stats pulled from the the FDA or the U.S. government, uh, but I'm pretty sure that Canada is not very far behind for any of our Canadian listeners. This buildup of toxicity demands almost on our body's response. And there's a really good book I'd recommend you guys get. It's called Cancer is Not a Disease by Andreas Mortez. And what he talked about in the book, which I've heard from several other books, including Function of a Cancer that's long out of print, was that the cancer itself is not really a disease. The cancer is a tumor that is there to protect the body against the toxicity. And what happens in some of these studies that they show in these books, they take like a mouse or a rat and they feed it this, you know, refined, processed, cooked food. 
and the blood's getting dirtier and dirtier, and the organs are getting dirtier and dirtier until the point where all of a sudden one day the blood was super clean. And there was no change, and they couldn't figure out what had happened until they palpitated that mouth, that rat and found that a tumor had presented itself. And what they found was the tumor was now drawing all the toxicity away from the organs and the blood and storing it in that mass. And that was protecting that rat's life. And so the therapy became, let's not just go in there and cut out that tumor. Let's actually get in there and detoxify the system. If we remove all the toxicities that that tumor is responding to, then there's a very good chance that the body will naturally reverse the same process it went through to make the tumor. And it's very exciting for me to see that work. Now, it's a little bit harder and more responsibility on the user to really clean up their diet, enormous amounts of efforts on trying to cleanse and detoxify their systems. But those people that are able to do it start reversing all kinds of disease and illness. We could talk about asthma and arthritis and adult-onset acne, diabetes, we could talk about aches and pains and arthritis and fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue. We could talk about, we could sit here and probably discuss and name diseases all day long. But you know what? 99% of the time, if you keep asking the important question of why that disease exists, you're going to come to one of two problems. It's going to be a toxicity or a deficiency. Universally understood that 95% of the problems that people complain about are caused by toxicity and 5% are caused by deficiencies. So much of us as a society are running to the health food store and we're trying to add something into our diet. We're buying the next moringa or the next superfood or the cyberry or whatever the fad or superfood is that's hot on the market today. Best case scenario, we're only addressing 5% of the problem when really 95% of the problems are caused by what we're not removing. And that's typically the cooked, processed, refined food that is turning putrid inside of our system and poisoning us from the inside out. This isn't like it's a mystery knowledge. This is in medical journals. It's in medical reports. On Avina's website, under the Herb Cocktail, you can find a link to a professional paper called Bowel Toxemia, an Inescapable Phenomena. It's got over 165 well-published, peer-reviewed medical studies confirming that these toxicities, indols, skatols, cadaverine, putrescines, are major serious considered to be the cause or the root cause behind a lot of diseases. And I think the summarizing paragraph at the end of the document says, these toxicities are responsible for an overwhelmingly large group of symptoms, which can no other be explained other than bowel toxemia. And it kind of makes sense to me too, because the medical system continues to add in individual medications or treatments for these symptoms, but can anybody even think of the last time we had a cure for a disease? When was the last time the American or the Canadian government or any medical system around the world cured a disease? I used to say polio back in the 60s, but I've been corrected as polio is now re-emerging and there's been confirmed cases just this year in North America. So what if it was a bigger picture? What if it was caused by this accumulation of aggregate toxicities from the air that we breathe, the water we drink, the food that we eat, and the emotions that we feel? Doesn't that make sense? Wouldn't that explain all the issues that we're having today? It also explains why I'm having such phenomenal results with Avena at turning around disease and illnesses, having people look younger, feel better, and have so much energy they don't know what to do with just by removing these toxicities out of their system and allowing their bodies to rebuild themselves. I think that's really the key that I want to stress is your human body can heal itself and will heal itself 
if you're able to remove these toxicities that are putting an enormous amount of stress on it so that most of our bodies are just fighting for survival and none of our bodies can really work on thrival. So let's all choose to thrive instead of survive. So when this is happening, we start getting this impaction on our intestinal walls of undigested food. The body secretes a mucus on top of that impaction called mucoid placking. When you're done with the phone call today, if you're brave, go online and do some research on what mucoid placking looks like. Because there's all kinds of pictures of people that are eliminating and passing this and asking the questions. And not for the weak of hearted, for sure. You're going to see you know, toilet bowls and you're going to see stools and you're going to see all kinds of gross stuff. But I think it's important to understand that that's in every one of us. And that mucoid placking is preventing you from having the level of health that you really deserve. All that stuff caught behind that mucus placking is causing putrefaction. It's continuing to rot inside our intestinal systems. They say the average 50-year-old male will carry anywhere from 30 to 40 pounds of undigested waste in his intestinal system. That's a lot of food to be putrefying and poisoning from the inside out. The average 50-year-old female will carry anywhere between 20 and 30 pounds of undigested food. And these are old numbers. There's a good chance that number actually got worse. What does it look like when you have this impaction and the body keeps trying to adapt? Well, that intestinal system starts to swell to try to keep up with the amount of food that you're ingesting and the amount of food that it's trying to eliminate. What happens when it swells to the point that it's actually pushing your abdominal out or pushing against your spine? While you guys are brave enough to be looking at mucoid placking, also Google toxic mega colons. You'll find bowels that are supposed to be about two-thirds the size of your wrist in circumference, being the size of grapefruits, being the size of like cantaloupes, and even some of them being the size of basketball. A little concerning, a little scary, but it exists. A lot of us have seen, you know, the stereotypical male with the big, huge gut, but everywhere else is really thin. It's just like his stomach is just pushed straight out. That's not body fat. That's your intestinal system swelling. And if that's not dealt with, those toxins are going to continue to putrefy and cause premature degeneration. One nutritionist that I listen to, he calls it the decaying of the human body. And I think decay is a good word, even though it shocks a lot of us, because we don't like to think of ourselves as decaying or degenerating. But it's the only explanation I have of why diseases that used to be for 70, 80, and 90-year-olds are happening to 20, 30, and 40-year-olds. We don't really have any disease anymore today that is existent just in our older populations. It is now rapid in every age and every generation. And this is a huge problem. If this doesn't get fixed, this doesn't get rectified, we're going to see the life expectancy of the human race dropping drastically in the next generation. I know it's been said publicly a few times by different health advisors and nutritionalists the next generation of children may be the first generation that doesn't outlive its parents. As a parent, that's alarming and concerning for me, but not just for my kids, but for society and for humankind. I know this information works. I work with it every single day, hopefully with this awareness that we're bringing to you guys and the inspiration that some of us that are leading this industry with and the people that have taken the effort to make sure that you heard about this call and that you came on the call can help draw awareness to this and inspire you to make a change because your health is absolutely worth it. You're worth it. And it's not that hard, but it does take change, and change is often difficult. Exploring this idea a little bit further, 
we've got this megatoxicone that's expanding. We've got this amount of impaction that's on the outside of it that's preventing proper eliminations. Do you guys know you should be having three bowel movements per day or at least one per meal? Most people don't. And when I ask the question, why don't they, it's because nobody talks about the normal bowel movement and bowel toxemia and detoxification. Bowel toxemia is the number one underlying cause that's causing an enormous amount of stress on every organ, tissue, and gland in your entire body. That stress is what's pulling our systems down, preventing them from thriving, and why we're having illnesses, disease, lack of energy, and excess body weight. You know, one of the most common places the body stores these toxins is in body fat. Your body will actually produce body fat to store toxicity. So some of us that have body image issues, we're not happy with our body, we're carrying extra weight that we don't really want, and you're trying to go to the gym, and you're trying to be active, and you're trying to do all these things, but you haven't addressed the toxicity, your body will not let you lose that extra body weight. Because it is not just there because you know we were overeating or choosing bad foods. It is there because of the toxicity that's exposed to our bodies, and that's causing the need for this body fat. So as you try to force it off, your body's fighting against you and saying, let's keep it on. Because if we don't have body fat, then this toxicity gets stored in your livers, your kidneys, your lungs, your more important survival organs where you really don't want higher levels of toxicity. Obviously, I could keep talking about this, but I'm going to stop there about how bad this gets and how worse it is. And let's start talking about how do we fix this? How do we address the problems practically and successfully so that we don't have to move off into a deserted island with no outside influence and live off the land? How do we survive in society and still thrive? One of the first things I want to talk about is obviously raw food. Raw living foods solve so much of this problem, and I encourage every single person on this call to eat more raw living foods. Even if you just did it for a short period of time, if you did like 100% exclusive raw living foods for 30 days and experienced the difference in your health, you would have a really good comparison. Right now, so many people have never done it, and they think it's too hard and that I couldn't ever do that, or it's not for me, it doesn't work in my lifestyle. If you do it, you would see that it is very doable. One of my good friends, she does 100% raw food since January 1st with me. She is a stay-at-home mom. She homeschools. She's got four kids. She's employed. She's got her plate full, and each one of the kids are in extracurricular activities. So it's, it's a go-go lifestyle, and if she can do it with that many kids while homeschooling and working, any one of us can do it. You really can. Raw living foods, you don't have the cooking just damaging the food. You don't have any of the chemicals, additives, or poisons in your food because you're eating fresh fruits, fresh nuts and seeds, and vegetables right off the ground or right off the tree in the most pure and natural way possible. That is like living food that's going to bring life into your system. There's lots of information out there. There's tons of recipes. Avina's website has over 100 raw food recipes for you guys for free. There's no excuse. You can't do it or you're not prepared for it. You'll never feel prepared for it. But getting into it and experiencing it is going to be well worth your health. Second of all, the toxicities, before I get to the supplementation aspect, is the emotional side. And it's important for talk about this because an emotional toxicity can be more toxic than anything else that we've discussed. We've all been in a state, or you know, I hope that we haven't all been, but most of us have been in a state of pure fear or anxiety or stress to the point where we get sick rapidly. Our stomachs tie up. We feel like we're going to be sick to our stomachs or we are sick to our stomachs. That's a physical reaction to an emotional toxicity. And I've seen people that have been vibrantly beautiful examples of living healthy lives 
get into themselves into such a, a dangerous emotional state of stress, fear, and anxiety that they create disease within themselves in a very short period of time and don't make it out. So be conscious of your emotions, be conscious of what you're feeling and what you're going through. And if you need help emotionally, seek it out. Find somebody to talk to, a therapist, a friend, anybody. I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychologist, but I do value the ability of being able to deal with emotional stresses and toxicities that are formed. Environmental toxicities. There's a lot of toxicities in the air you're breathing, especially when you're living in major metropolitan areas with heavy smog and heavy pollution. Your water is also becoming a very polluted source of toxicities. Your municipalities are adding toxicities in there to make it safe, such as like chlorines and bromelines and fluorides and you know you name it. There's a lot of other additives that are going into our waters to keep it safe in a mass or large scale. And these are toxins that your body has a hard time digesting. There's a lot of additives, fillers, colors, flavors, sweeteners added into your food supply that are major toxicities that your body were never prepared for, never designed for, and are struggling to try to deal with. Then we have the toxicities from the bowel, which we talked about. <clears throat> Dealing with this, obviously we can't do a lot about the air quality. We're probably not going to walk around with a gas mask all day long every day, um, but you can have a huge control over what you're feeling and what you're ingesting. What you're voluntarily putting into your mouth three times or more a day is the biggest factor you can control, and that's what we should be focusing on, and that's where our efforts should go. Bean has got an incredible formulation product, uh, and there's something to be said about all supplements are not created equal. One of the wonderful things I love about the Avena product line is it uses whole food products. This is a huge advantage to you guys other than isolate-type ingredients where they build the product from the ground up based on isolates, and then you get all these factory uh, standard additives to make it easy to produce, easy to mix, and it mixes well and it stays well, encapsulates well. Things like magnesium stearates, extenders, excipients, emulsifiers. That's even in your health food products. Food dyes and artificial sweeteners are often found in your vitamins and your health products as well. Avena is using a whole food product. This means the whole food is your source of your nutrients. And the power of this is the natural enzymes are there, the natural fibers, the natural vitamins, the minerals are also there. When you get into tomorrow's discoveries of natural health, because think about it, 50 years ago, we didn't really know very much about enzymes or probiotics, but it was in the whole food already. 50 years from now, we may discover something else that is in whole food that we're like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. This is like so important for our health, and it was always in the whole food. So using whole foods allow you to address yesterday's problems, today's problems, and even the tomorrow's problems that we become aware of. Keep it in a whole food form. You get a cleaner product. You get a product your body's going to recognize on a molecular and cellular level and be able to absorb and utilize at rates uncomparable to non-whole food products. The Vena takes it a step further and we go what we call electrical formulations. This means the individual ingredients are put together judging on the final outcome, how the finished product actually functions and works inside your system. And very few companies do that. Most of the company's products are built on, you know, hey, item A is great for your liver and item B is great for your liver and item C is great for your liver. So we put all those in a bottle and we call this a really good liver cleanse. But what happens if liver A and B are actually conflicting against each other and causing item C to become toxic? And now it's actually putting stress and toxicity on your liver. That happens. A lot of times products are recalled because the ingredients were great, but what it did in the body was a negative. 
Same as two negatives can come together to make a positive. Things like cyanide and cobalt come together to make cyanocobalamin, which is a form of vitamin B12, or hydrogen and oxygen. Hydrogen being an explosive gas and oxygen being an accelerant come together to yield you something that is so drastically different than what its ingredients were that is now the number one tool we use to fight fire because H2O is water, for anybody that is not aware of that. So nature is full of these examples of why it's important as a formulation of a company to not just build a product based on ingredients. It has to be a synergistic formula, like a recipe, on what's the finished product going to do. You may have to use a product you're not crazy about inside of that formula to get a synergistic outcome that produces a product that's phenomenally greater than the sum of its parts. There's a lot more information on Avena's website about that formulation process and what it really means. What I want to leave you with is electrical formulation does not have anything to do with electricity. We're not charging these up. We're not putting them into a wall. We're not plugging them into electricity. Electrical formulation is all about the electron, and the electron is what creates the molecular bonds between these products. So it's, it's more of a, on a chemistry side than it is on an electricity side. Don't get electrical formulations and electricity confused. There's three really key products here that are going to help you detoxify, and then I'll touch on some lifestyle and food options you can do to help detoxify as well. Number one thing we need to talk about is the Herb Cocktail by Avena. If you've not tried this product, please, please do. It might just change your entire world for a very low cost and very convenient type of product. Herb Cocktail is going to increase the amount of these toxicities from your bowels, from your blood, from your organs, tissues, and glands by four to 500%. Because it can pull and draw synergistically and systematically all toxins from every part of your body into this gel, traps it inside of there, doesn't release any of it back into your body, and actually increases the speed in which it can pull it out of your body. If 95% of all the problems that we're each complaining about right now in the back of our heads are being caused by this toxicity, and this might just be the one product that gives you relief of most of those issues. How do you speed that process up? Or let's talk about how to use it first. Herb cocktails should be taken twice a day, one good size or generous teaspoon, in like a fresh-squeezed orange juice. If you cannot tolerate orange juice, mix it in water or take a capsulated version of it, twice a day on an empty stomach. So one rounded teaspoon twice a day on an empty stomach. That's like an hour before you go to bed and maybe first thing in the morning. If you do that every day for 30 days, I promise you, you're going to feel better. You're going to notice changes. And so if there's anything you take from this call, it is to try a herb cocktail. If you've tried it and you're not using it anymore, get back on it. It is not just a bowel management tool. So many people are like, well, my bowels are great. I don't need the herb cocktail. It's not, you know, the increase in your bowel movements and the normalization of bowel movements and digestion is great, but it's more of a side benefit of the herb cocktail. Drawing toxicity out of your body is something that we'll need to do for the rest of our lives. Ancient cultures used to fast. There's all kinds of good information and examples of our ancestors requiring detoxification and recognizing the importance of cleansing their systems. We live in a far more toxic world than they ever did, and we definitely need a high level of herb cocktail and detoxification aids to assist us to be able to achieve the cleanliness that we need to thrive in this world. And together, I firmly believe that we can set an example and be an example for our fellow man on what living and thriving is like. Let's not get these diseases in our adolescents, in our young adults, into our middle ages. So herb cocktail twice a day, but how do you speed that up? 
Maybe you take it a third time a day. If you are dealing with a lot of you know, excess body weight and impaction and toxicity and slow transit, you can definitely use the herb cocktail three times a day. Take it in the morning, afternoon, and night. Just make sure you take it on an empty stomach and keep it away from any other supplement or any other kind of medication. By bringing in digestive enzymes, not only can you help stop the problem of undigestion that we talked about on the previous call, but you can start pulling toxicity out of your organs, tissues, and glands. You can speed up this detoxification process again by having enzymes on an empty stomach. They're the active catalyst. Cellulase especially is a gut wall transporter. It helps pull nutrients into your cells, but it also helps pull toxins out of your cells and into your intestinal system. This is really important. These are, this is kind of not the normal talked about uses of enzymes because most people use enzymes just for digestion. What we can do is we can know how to use enzymes for therapy. And that's where Arvina is really, I think, leading ahead of the curve is the knowledge on enzymes and how we've been using enzymes for the last 20-some years. As most companies are still just using enzymes for digestion, but there's so much more than that. There's some really good articles on our website. There's really good books written out there on the extra benefits of enzymes being active catalysts, especially when they're systemic enzymes, which means they work on every organ, tissue, and gland in your body. A lot of enzymes are really powerful. The more you take, the better. Try taking five with each meal and five in between each meal. Even if you just do that for 30 days to notice a difference in your health. Almost everybody I know that's done that continues to do it every day ongoing because of the extra benefit. They have more energy. They have, their skin is clear. Their rashes or acne is going away. They can think clearer. They're digesting better. They're absorbing better. They have you know all these hosts of benefits just by doing something like putting a living aspect back into their food and allowing the body to keep up to a lot of this work that we've been pushing it behind on. Probiotics. This is a product that is essential in that intestinal system where most of this toxicity is coming from the putrefaction, rancidification, and fermentation of our undigested foods. You replace those bad bacteria with good bacteria, you would have digestion of your food and you would stop the putrefaction, rancidification, and fermentation of your foods. That is really important. But we need so much probiotics in our intestinal system to achieve that that we should be using probiotics like five to ten capsules before we go to bed at night and encourage people to look into fermented foods and make fermented foods yourself at home with this probiotic that Avena sells. It'll culture and it'll ferment, and you'll have a protolytic probiotic that is far superior to any other probiotic you've ever used, and it'll work better, I promise you. You'll get the results and you'll experience it, but you need enough of it. One capsule, two capsules of enzymes or probiotics isn't going to work. It didn't work in nature. Nature gave you an abundance of it. And so we can't take this small, tiny little amount and like dabble in it. You actually have to give it a fair shot. Let it actually work like it was designed to work in your system. It's only fair. So food-wise, you know, stopping on those three products because some of our upcoming calls, we're going to be discussing the, the raw proteins because I talked about the, the damage of the cooked proteins and how raw proteins are really the answer. Avena's got a phenomenal raw protein. It's called Arpre 3 And I'm going to go into details of why that is such an industry-leading, first-of-a-kind type of raw protein on the market in an upcoming call. So make sure you tune in for that. Stopping on the detoxification products, and you'll find all these products under the Eliminating Toxins and Empowering Healing of our website. When you go to our website, Amazing Products, click on any one of those two, Eliminating Toxins or Empowering Health.
Food-wise, we need to obviously remove commercial dairy and gluten out of our diet as soon as possible. These are the two biggest added food-based items that are adding to and causing Balotoxemia. Which instead of dairy, you've got lots of options. First of all, you've got a goat's milk, which is a far better option than commercial dairy. You can even go to like coconut milk, almond milk, hemp milks, and you can make these at home. It's 30 seconds. It's like a cup of almonds to four cups of water mixed in a blender and strained through a cheesecloth or nut milk bag. That's it. You've got yourself an almond milk that has absolutely no additives, and it's beautiful. And my kids will even like it and replaced it with dairy milk without them even knowing. Very easy to do, and it's a huge benefit for you. Instead of flour and gluten and wheat products, you can make all kinds of bread alternatives with none of those ingredients. So it's not that you have to give up. You just have to relearn how to do it better. Decrease the amount of cooked food in your lifestyle. Increase the amount of raw food. But to detoxify, you really need greens. There's so much power in the green leafy vegetables. So much power, and it's just left untouched by most of us. Get a good juicer and make and drink like 32 ounces to 64 ounces of green juice every day. Take a smoothie with like half the blender spinach, maybe throw in some pineapple or some mango and some ginger and lemon in there. Have a beautiful green smoothie as a meal. It's very rewarding, very filling, and very detoxifying. Chlorophyll is like a blood cleanser inside of your system. When you're juicing, if you want to ump the ante, bring in things like more ginger. Bring in cilantro and parsley, which are wonderful, wonderful detoxifications. Even dandelion leaves are very detoxifying for your liver. These are things you can do food-wise that are going to greatly assist in the detoxification levels that you can experience. And I absolutely know it without a doubt in my mind that when you guys detoxify and you reach lower levels of toxicity, you have better quality of lives. Instead of adding the next superfood into your lifestyle, let's address the biggest problem first, and that's balotoxemia, what I consider the one true cause of all disease. It's rapid in North America. It's spreading around the world, and almost every single person I deal with is suffering from all these symptoms caused by balotoxemia. I'm going to open up the calls for questions. If you guys need to run, you're fully dismissed. Thank you so much for being on the call. If you want to hang around and ask questions and we can all learn from each other, I'm willing to do that too for about another 10 minutes. All right, everybody, you're unmuted. Anybody have any questions? I have a question. Absolutely. How does bowel toxemia affect thyroid function? Okay, so bowel, yeah, so yeah. kind of link it back for you. So bowel toxemia, these toxicities forming in your bowel that are leaking back into your system are being forced by, forced to detoxify by your liver. Now, your liver is responsible for producing the hormones that stimulate, turn on and off your thyroid. And so if your liver is being overworked and overstressed, it's not able to do every one of its processes. And one of the most popular processes you see get missed is the hormone production. So your liver is responsible for producing every single hormone that turns on your entire endocrine system. That includes your pituitary and hypothalamus, your pancreas, you name it. Thank you. You're very welcome. That's everybody that's got a questions tonight. I'm going to end the call and thank you all for being on here.